Summer. January, February, March. A week ago, my grandmother gave me a dry-eyed hug at the San Francisco airport and told me again that if I valued my life at all, I should not get in touch with anyone I knew until we could be sure my enemies were no longer looking for me. My nini is paranoid, as the residents of the People's Independent Republic of Berkeley tend to be, persecuted as they are by the government and extraterrestrials. But in my case, she wasn't exaggerating. No amount of precaution could ever be enough. She handed me a hundred-page notebook so I could keep a diary, as I did from the age of eight until I was fifteen, when my life went off the rails. You're going to have time to get bored, Maya. Take advantage of it to write down the monumental stupidities you've committed. See if you can come to grips with them, she said. Several of my diaries are still in existence, sealed with industrial strength adhesive tape. My grandfather kept them under lock and key in his desk for years. And now my nini has them in a shoebox under her bed. This will be notebook number nine. My nini believes they'll be of use to me when I get psychoanalyzed, because they contain the keys to untie the knots of my personality. But if she'd read them, she'd know they contain a huge pile of tales, tall enough to outfox Freud himself. My grandmother distrusts on principle professionals who charge by the hour, since quick results are not profitable for them. However, she makes an exception for psychiatrists, because one of them saved her from depression and from the traps of magic, when she took it into her head to communicate with the dead. I put the notebook in my backpack, so I wouldn't upset her, with no intention of using it. But it's true that time stretches out here, and writing is one way of filling up the hours. This first week of exile has been a long one for me. I'm on a tiny island so small it's almost invisible on the map, in the middle of the Dark Ages. It's complicated to write about my life, because I don't know how much I actually remember and how much is a product of my imagination. The bare truth can be tedious, and so, without even noticing, I change or exaggerate it. But I intend to correct this defect and lie as little as possible in the future. And that's why now, when even the Yanomamis of the Amazonas use computers, I'm writing by hand. It takes me ages, and my writing must be in Cyrillic script, because I can't even decipher it myself but I imagine it'll gradually straighten out page by page. Riding is like riding a bicycle. You don't forget how, even if you go for years without doing it. I'm trying to go in chronological order, since some sort of order is required, and I thought that would make it easy. But I lose my thread. I go off on tangents, or I remember something important several pages later, and there's no way to fit it in. My memory goes in circles, spirals, and somersaults. My name is Maya Vidal. I'm 19 years old, female, single, due to a lack of opportunities rather than by choice. I'm currently without a boyfriend. Born in Berkeley, California, I'm a U.S. citizen and temporarily taking refuge on an island at the bottom of the world. They named me Maya because my nini has a soft spot for India, and my parents hadn't come up with any other name, even though they'd had nine months to think about it. In Hindi, 
Maya means charm, illusion, dream. Nothing at all to do with my personality. Attila would suit me better, because wherever I step, no pasture will ever grow again. My story begins in Chile, with my grandmother, my nini, a long time before I was born. Because if she hadn't emigrated, she'd never have fallen in love with my popo or moved to California. My father would never have met my mother, and I wouldn't be me, but rather a very different Chilean girl. What do I look like? I'm 5'10", 128 pounds when I play soccer and several more if I don't watch out. I've got muscular legs, clumsy hands, blue or gray eyes.